What's up, family? You know what time it is. It's time for the new season, the new decade, a new way, and all that other stuff that you want to say. <laughs> it's your girl, Cole Phillips, the radical redhead, here on No Ordinary Church Girl, candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. Let's get into this today, family. What's going on? Happy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know. Whatever day you're listening. <laughs> You like that? I mean, you're supposed to listen every Monday, but who knows? I may pop up on a Friday. I may pop up on a Saturday or a Sunday. I don't know. Get with it. Do it today. Subscribe. Leave a review. I can't do it anymore. My Kevin Hart just got messed up. Never mind. (laughs) That is staying what's going down. What is up? (laughs) What is up Monday through Sunday? I know. There you go. Monday. What is it? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, that's a song. I, I know. <laughs> I was just going to let you finish. Wrong Karaoke show. time. And all the church people said, oh, <laughs> did she sing that secular stuff? You like all that? I know, That's what right? they do in church. Yeah. <laughs> that is what happens. So I have some news you absolutely cannot use. Let's get into it. Last week's news you most certainly won't use. All right. So, um, Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about co-parenting. Okay. You know, it's been 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 interesting. Now, 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 no offense to the father of my children. I don't like calling them baby daddy. That's so ghetto. I just I can't. <laughs> I'm just not that person. Now, my sister, ghetto. the thug not ghetto. of the family, she would say that. But I'm gonna say the father of my children. I don't even like saying ex-husband to because because it just it's a negative connotation. I'm really working on being saying things in a positive light. So the father of my children. Let me just say again, he's not a bad guy. I'm not going to say that about him, okay? He's not a bad guy. He might have some bad habits, some bad ways, some bad thoughts. I don't know. I haven't been around him like that in years. But um, when I think about co-parenting, I think about because of who I am and the, and the age that I am and, and just in general, like my hashtag, if, if you follow me on my personal page, Cole Phillips, you know that be intentional is my hashtag. That's what I use. Um, why do I use it? Because I believe in being intentional, don't do things for the sake of just doing them. Everything has a consequence. Everything has a result as it relates to your actions. Therefore, don't just do stuff just to do it. Like have some intention behind what you do, right? So that's where being intentional comes from. But, uh, you know, co-parenting dynamic children, and I'm not saying that all of you don't believe your children are dynamic, okay? So just just flow with me. My My sons, I firmly believe, have an immense opportunity to be some forces to be reckoned with in this world. I just do. I feel that way. My my actor son, he truly has a gift of acting. The boy, like you think my personality is huge? That little bit he gave you, that was nerves. Like he's like, I don't know what this mic in my face, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but I promise you, if you see him act, if you were see him uh, on the stage when he's doing his thing, the boy comes alive. Like I've never seen, he makes a character come to life like you wouldn't believe. Um, you'd believe it's him or a part of him anyway. And my athlete had a great opportunity. I'm going to talk about that a little later in today's topic, but he had a great opportunity to get in front front of some Major League Baseball scouts and coaches. He got coached by Major League Baseball coaches. Like this camp was unbelievable. Um, just before spring training begins with Major League Baseball Association, uh, he got a chance to go to camp in Arizona where they will be. Um, and it's just it was just awesome. And just watching my son come into his own at 15 years of age, soon to be 16, was just a beautiful thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more proud and I'm more grateful that God allowed me to have these gifts in my life. He chose me to guard these two 
precious babies of mine. Um, but I say all that to say, co-parenting these type of children can be a challenge. <laughs> co-parenting period, 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 period. That's, that's my Tyler Perry coming out, I guess. Um, <laughs> co-parenting period is just, it can, it can be a challenge. And then when you start talking about blending families, right? Because uh, Demario and I are not dating to just say, hey, I got a boyfriend and a girlfriend. This is great. I got a companion. Like, nah, either we gonna head down the, the aisle of marriage and blend this thing on out for eternity or we not, right? And so I even think about co-parenting when you add exes in that sense. If we're going to throw it out there, you know, ex-husbands or fathers and mothers of your children that are not with you, per se. That's a lot. It's been heavy on me. And I've been stressing about it. I don't know what to do today. I'm just, I don't know. (laughs) You know, you also also have to throw into the mix um, people that have kids. Right. And they start to, and they're starting to date, or they've been with somebody that doesn't have kids. That's true, and that because can be a huge challenge for them because they have no one reference of the point. Biggest challenges. It I is. actually had a friend of mine recently tell. reach out to me. Yeah, and um, I just he was looking for validation on his point, and I did not agree. So he's been good with friend. This, That's a good friend. Yeah, I told him I was like, yeah, you're kind of being dumb right now. Yeah. Because so just to let you guys know what the story was, he's been with this girl off and on for two years, mm-hmm. right? Whatever. But he just recently decided, hey, let's really give this a shot. Okay. So the past six months. Yeah. Right. So he calls me up. He's like, man, I, I, I don't think she loves my daughter. Mm. And I said, well, you know, she doesn't have to, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to love your daughter, and it's been six months of a steady relationship. So I believe that you're expecting too much. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, I, I need her to love my daughter. I was like, why? Mm-hmm. I was like, you don't need that. Are you saying that you aren't enough? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, no, of course I am. I was like, well, you're looking at this dating thing the wrong way. If you're looking for a mother for your child... right." then you're going about it the wrong way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was like, because that doesn't work. And he was like, well, I think six six months is long enough for her to love my daughter. And Mm. it's like, she doesn't even, she doesn't even, you know, whenever she makes food, she just makes it for herself. She doesn't ask if we want anything, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, dude, she's been conditioned her whole life to take care of herself only. Mm-hmm. You have a child. Your child's eight. That's eight years of taking care of a child. She's never taken care of a child ever. So you're expecting her to do things innately that aren't implanted in her. Mm-hmm. You're expecting her to know how to be a parent without ever being a parent. And I said, he goes, well, I just think I should break up with her. And I was like, you know, that's not, I can't tell you what to do. Right. But I think it's a mistake to break up with her because of that. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to her about it right. at all? Have you tried and to teach like, her? Have you tried to make like, her aware? Well, no, she should just know. I was mm-hmm. like, she doesn't read your mind, man. She cannot read your mind. Like whenever I entered my relationship with my son, I, I, my first things out of my mouth is I said, listen, I'm a ready-made family but I'm not looking for a mother for my child because I've been enough for him for eight years. Mm -hmm. 
and I don't need you to be a mother for him. He hasn't had a mother for eight years. It'd be nice, but I'm not looking for that. Right. So I don't ever want you to think that, but I do expect for you to love me for both of us. You know, I'm not telling you to love my child like it's your own. Right. But I'm expecting you to love my package deal, which is me and my child. Right. My child and me. Yeah. And if you can't love us as a package, not saying you have to love my kid, because you may never, you know, you may never love him as a human, but love him in that mother way. Right. You may never get that way. Right. And I'm totally cool with that Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I don't need that. Mm -hmm. And then one, because... In the beginning of our relationship, there were times she actually left twice because she's like, I-, I can't do this mother thing. And I was like, okay, right, cool. Don't do it then. I can't force you to be a mother when you're not a mother. Right. Right. And so, but then she came back and I, and I told her every time, I'm not looking for you to be his mom. I'm looking for you to be my companion that is accepting that I have a child and that all together... We're kind of a family. Yeah. You have to look at it that way. Right. Right. So what I need from you are these things. And if you can't do that, then please go be happy somewhere else because I can't force you to be who you are or who you aren't. Right. And I think that is the issue. Even when I think of co-parenting, right? Um, I had I had a girlfriend who is like, whew, it, it, it's heavy. It gets heavy sometimes, but I think some of that is because of some healing that still has to occur that happened between her and now ex-husband and he's remarried and whatnot and she does not like the wife whatsoever, right? Okay, yeah, that's, that, that's gonna happen. Yeah. happen. And she even, it, 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 there's times where they have conversations where he's telling her, uh, my girlfriend, her ex-husband's telling her, look, um, we need to have a conversation, me, you, and her. My wife needs to be included in this as we have have decisions about our son. She's like, no, you and I need to have a conversation about our son. What you need to do is educate her on what you and I have discussed, and y'all work that out. But what I and you, or you and I rather, discuss is for our son. Like, I'm like, oh, I, okay, it's just that, like... That's, I but don't that's, know. But I don't agree, I don't but either. I think that's just, that's pain speaking. Because it's if, not, if they're together and they're married, right. she is absolutely a part of it. Absolutely. And, and I think that's the problem. It's pain speaking, yes. not not her speaking from, you know, exactly. as a parent, the betterment for and the you child. Know what's crazy is that people do two things with their children. They forget to include their child. Mm-hmm. Because in these talks, the child should absolutely be involved. Mm-hmm. Because... What happens is, like, in the in, in the situation that I was talking about, which happens a lot, mm-hmm. first of all, stop talking trash about your, your ex oh, or father. significant other or, the, I can't stand or that. The, the parent, the opposite parent. Because right. what you're doing is you're creating a possible mental illness for your child. Mm-hmm. You're giving There's them trauma. Some, That's trauma. It is it's a form of trauma. Abuse. Mm-hmm. And stop dirtying the other ones because that child, believe it or not, is a lot smarter than you think. Absolutely. And they will know what's toxic and what's not toxic. My son's teach me every day. Teach them what's toxic and what's not toxic. Right. Don't blame other people because then you're not toxic. Anyways, back to what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry, that just upsets me. You know, it happens every day. Every In day. Clues. So what I what I told him is because I, what I told my, my friend is because I've mm-hmm. seen his daughter treat his now ex-girlfriend, because mm-hmm. he didn't listen to me, um, kind of crappy mm-hmm. and be very rude. And mm-hmm. I said... You are missing the entire communication portion of this. You need to sit down with your daughter and say, 
daughter, you cannot treat her this way. Right. Because if you love daddy, you're going to accept who I'm with. Mm -hmm. Now, if she does not treat you okay, like if she does something horrible to you, tell me. Right. But you cannot be rude because she is an adult. But you also have to, and what people tend to forget is that the reason why kids lash out is because they are literally fighting for your love. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially when new people enter the relationship, mm-hmm. you have to look at your child or children and say, I love you more than anything in this world as my offspring, as my child, as my gift to the world, what I created. Right. But I love this other person. They're my number one in a romantic way. Mm-hmm. I can have two number ones because you are not the same kind of love. Mm-hmm. And you have to let them know that no one is ever going to take their place. This significant other will never take the place of how much I love my daughter or son or daughters and sons or children. Right. And if you don't communicate that, then your children will never know. We think that our children just know these things. But if they see the actions that are against what you think they should know. Right. Then they're suffering too. Absolutely. Communication with your kids is just as important, if not more important, than the communication with your significant other because a significant other is an adult. There you go. These children they're learning. do not have the reasoning skills. And they don't have the reference point. No. They have no idea what it's like to be in your shoes. Exactly. But you also don't know what it's like to be in, in theirs. theirs. In that instance. Now, right. You may have been through the same thing whenever you were younger, but nine times out of ten, it was probably handled wrong. Right. You know what I mean? And, and then now if, you're not handling it right either. It's, right. It's not the same circumstance. Right. Teach your... It's like you can't expect your child to know one plus one if they've never learned it. Right. So you can't expect your child, which this is way more complex than one plus one, to understand how two people can be in a relationship with other people and still be a parent. Right. How do you expect right. them to understand that whenever you as an adult can barely understand it? Hello. Right. So I'm going to get off my soapbox because kids are like my <laughs> soft spot. No, I get it. But that, that's, that's also why it took me so long to date. Um, oh my that gosh. was that's why it took or me to so long meet to yep. day tea. There you go. Right? Yeah. That took me that's why it took me literally seven years. It'll be two years that Demario and I have been together and uh this year rather. And yeah, it took me seven years to really like yeah, I had a couple of in between there, what happened before him, but it wasn't anything to the level of significance where my son even knew they existed. Demario's the first man that they know that's mom's man. She's got a romantic interest, she's talking marriage, oh boy, type of thing. Anybody else? Nah, they never even knew where I lived. They they saw my sons like everybody else as far as Facebook or social media, what have you, right? And so I just, when I think about co-parenting, I'm absolutely going to think we're going to change the soundbite to this segment to news you're going to use. I don't know. It just is not turning out to be news they can't use. I don't believe use. it has ever been you cannot use. You're but I right. I think it's funny. It is funny because just know, as I think about marriage in my life, I think co-parenting with... The other side. Last week's news, you will definitely use. You will definitely every use. Every day in your life. Every day in your Listen life. Listen closely and take notes. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's just, um, but what I can say, I think that um, in my relationship to co-parenting, communication is high. You, you know, um, I'm evolving and learning and connecting with DeMario's kids and my boys are connecting with him, but we're doing it in a manner that makes sense. It's not like, hey, here I am. Just deal with it. Shove it down your throat. No, 
it is handled carefully and it's handled with great care. I mean, that's the only way I can Stop say it. Stop having unrealistic expectations yeah. of what the situation is going to be. Yeah. Most of the time, it's going to be stressful and hard. It is because it's Go just a lot of personalities, like a lot of experiences trying to come under one roof. completely different human mm-hmm. walking into lives of children that are already yeah. no one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like stop. Especially these- when they're older too, because yes. ours are teenagers. Makes right? it worse. All of them are teenagers. <laughs> so walk in there and say, and, and honestly, you know? in these situations, I wish people would have more, I don't even, I, would be a little more real and brave yeah. and walk up and say, listen, I'm not here to be your parent. Yeah. I'm here to be the significant other of this person. And right. I just want to have a good, solid, awesome relationship with you there you go and and if i can be be another source right a source of of wise counsel of wisdom for you yes do i want to be that absolutely but i'm never and i I think my sons know that and i I do believe that demario does a good good job with his kids like she's not here to replace your mom you know and and they know that he's not there to replace their dad their dad's a very prominent figure in their life he's very present it's not one of those situations and even if he wasn't that's not you can't fill that void you know, if there's a void there, you can't fill it. And, and when they're present, you can't change. But what you can do to me, co-parenting should be a, a blending. It's like collaboration, right? When you collaborate with somebody, someone, it's because it can benefit both sides and it adds even more. It makes it even greater. Absolutely. So when That's I think of co-parenting, co-parenting, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's make this even better where That's you what have, the co means. hello, <laughs> you know, so wherever, you know, his, his children's mother have, um, say inadequacies or opportunities maybe i'm the one who doesn't and i can make that stronger in that area and where i'm short she can make something stronger like and vice versa with him and and my children's father so i think it's it's one of those things where it's on my mind because i'm a visionary and i of always course. think down the road i'm i'm i live in the moment i'm doing better about being here and now right but i think about how does here and now affect where i'm going so it goes back to what you and i were talking about on a prior episode that journey so yeah. what i'm doing now is i navigate through the waters what I do today in this moment, how is that taking me down the journey? Is it going to create a detour? Is it going to create some more choppy water? Or are we going to keep it sailing, you know, smooth sailing? So, yeah. And w- one more thing before we get off yeah. this topic, because it saddens me to see this so much. And I really commend my mom mm-hmm. for not doing this. But there are a lot of single parents in this world. Yeah. You know, and nowadays I was a single father. You know, and that's more prominent. Yeah, it's getting it is. more and more real now. Yeah, because for some reason, I, I'll never understand either side. Right, but the parent just doesn't want anything to do with it. Right. Yeah. But one thing, my mom, because my my dad left, and my mom was four months pregnant. Mm. I didn't meet him until I was sixteen, first time. Right. Wow. What she never did was talk trash about him, because she allowed me to form my own opinions. Now, this can be relative to everything you teach your child. Yep. Racism, Mm -hmm. because racism is absolutely taught. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You can, but prejudice is the same thing. Absolutely. Because you can be prejudiced against a certain person, which father, mother that's not around, what I never did, I never talked bad about my son's mother. Mm -hmm. She just decided not to be in the picture one day. Mm -hmm. She hasn't seen him in three and a half years. Wow. Talks to him every few months. Wow. I never said anything anything bad about her. Mm -hmm. He would ask me questions Mm -hmm. and I said it very respectfully. Stop poisoning your children with negative things because I guarantee you they will see what's negative. And then you as a parent, don't waste your whole parenting 
on negativity. Yeah. Because as soon as your child sees their father or mother that wasn't around and they decide to have a relationship and it happens to be okay, they're going to look at you as the enemy mm-hmm. because you've talked trash about this person for so long. And it, I'm telling you, with children that are single parent side, mm-hmm. whenever they finally meet that person, they're looking for the smallest bit of hope to have a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And so they'll latch on and then all of a sudden you're the hated one and mm-hmm. they've known them for a week. Mm-hmm. I've so seen that too. I, and I think too. it's, it, yeah, it's so it's important. Horrible. It Stop. is poisoning your children to allow them to form their own opinions about yeah. everything Yep, because they're smart. They are. And it's their, it's their journey. It's their journey. It's their story. You know? And I think, um, it, yeah, it's co-parenting is, uh, it can be a, 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 a dicey situation. And I think that's where the maturity of power yeah. to everyone out there that is Ooh. trying to do it smoothly. Now you're going to mess yeah. up. Yeah. But I think, like you said, keeping the, the main thing, the main thing, if you will, is, is just focusing in on what is the, what is the purpose to guide them down the best journey I can with the wisdom that I have and, and to keep them in a positive state of mind. So yeah so there you go I, i'm sure you're going to use it some kind of way shout out to all the co-parents and single parents and shout dating parents what? and you know there it is you know we can relate we're both dating parents and single parents and all types of parents and of parents parents of parents of parents. <laughs> parents, parents, parents there you go <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna let that right on out the window and that little girl better not talk to me today because that was a whole lot but it was good stuff so um yeah, we're still in our series, guys. Trust no one. What's the intention is today's topic. Trust no one. What's the intention? If you listen to our first episode of this series, you know I am really big on walking out this principle that God has in his word of trusting not in man or in other scriptures that you read. Uh, lean not on your own understanding, but on the wisdom and word of God. There's several translations out there, and uh, I'll be sure to give you those scriptures as well to meditate on and to continue to read throughout. But today's scripture reference is going to be Psalm 37, 5. Psalms 37, 5, and it's commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. I'm going to say that again. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. So when I think about everything that I do, being a parent, being a mother, uh, well, parent, you get it, being a mom, <laughs> being, a, being a girlfriend, desiring to be a wife, um, being an employee, being an employer, uh, being a cousin, being a sister, being a friend, whatever, whatever position you're in right now, whatever you're doing, whatever you're pursuing right now, pastors, teachers, uh, entrepreneurs, singers, artists, actors, athletes. I'm thinking about my sons and and anything else that you're into. Commit everything. That scripture did not say commit some things. It said commit everything. Commit your relationships to the Lord. Commit your desire for uh, purpose to the Lord. Commit how you parent to the Lord. Commit how you are as a daughter or a son to the Lord. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him. Not trust mama, daddy, not trust that boss, that leader, not trust that business, not trust that girlfriend, that boyfriend, not trust anything that has to do with man. Trust him, him being God, and he will help you. He being God will help you. So if I put my trust in God, I put my faith in God, I put my all to the one who created me, then I can trust he'll help me. 
But oftentimes what we do is put our trust in that business. We put our trust in that person. We put our trust in a thing to get us to the next level. And then we wonder why when it fails, what we did wrong. And I go back to Psalm 37 and five. Now this comes from David. Uh, This was written by David, David in his old age as king. It's pleading out to God at this point because all that he has done, the consequences of his life, and David was a mess. If you go back and read in Kings, starting from Kings on, um, and even a little bit further up than that, but you read about David and you learn about who David is as as a shepherd's boy, right? And, And who he was as a brother who was overlooked and who he was as uh, the king who was chosen. But uh, because of how he was chosen, people didn't get how he was chosen. Uh, the, the guy who had a great relationship with another guy whose dad was king, but ended up having to run away from that relationship because the dad wanted to kill him. Like the same guy who murdered one of his great soldiers because he slept with his wife and he didn't want that soldier to find out. So he sent him to death. The same one, <laughs> like the same one whose daughter was raped by his stepson, right? Like who who had a son who's out to kill him. Like I'm 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 giving you all types of scenarios that you see on TV, even in TV shows, right? In movies, and honestly, in real life. Um, I was watching the documentary of Aaron Hernandez. Now, I knew nothing about the guy because I'm not a big follower of football. I'm, I'm not. I got to tell you, football is not my favorite sport. Don't kill me. Don't don't hate on me for not being a football person. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Okay. When my son decided he wanted to play, TJ said he wanted to play a little football. It scared me to death. I just don't like this sport. It makes me very uncomfortable. So anyhow, um, when I found out about this documentary on Netflix with Aaron Hernandez and learning about this guy's upbringing and what he battled with, with his sexuality and being bisexual. And then not only that in football, right? So the man's man sport, and there's all these down low brothers, right? Struggling with identity and, and coming out and what is it going to do when people are going to ostracize me or, or, uh, you know, just, just ruin me as a person. And then he came up in a very tough upbringing where he had a dad that was the man's man and you do as I say and and that's it and that's all so the pressures of following a father like that and then getting with the wrong crowd like a lot of his life sounded like David so when I say tell you that the Bible is a living word the reason I'm saying is that nothing's new under the sun that's scripture therefore the things that are happening today, you can find it in the Bible. Rape, I just talked about it. You can find it in the Bible. Murders, you can find it in the Bible. Uh, orgies happened in the Bible, guys. So all these things that I'm saying, they're very applicable. You can read it in your Bible and you will find it. And so when I say trust no one, what's the intention? David's intention is just to get a clear mind at this point. He, he is just trying to praise God and he's trying to just keep his mind in a, in a right state because he knows everything he's done. He knows everything he's had to walk out in his life that was not good, that was not of the right principles of God. Like, um, it, it's, so, it's so crucial when you think about what is your intention when you take actions in this world. When this scripture says, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. That means when you set out to do something today, ask yourself, is this worthy of God? Is this something I can honor God with? And and I have to speak to you all this way because um, there was a time I used to play it safe for the sake of all being able to, um, what's the word I want to use, feel included. 
There we go. I didn't want anyone to feel excluded from what I had to say because the, ex- the exhorter in me, which is to edify others and to uh, make others find hope and to be encouraged, that side of me never wanted anyone not to feel that way. But I have to tell you, the reason I am as confident as I am today, the reason I can talk with a level of authority that I do, the reason that I have a certain stature in rooms or when I'm in boardrooms and, and things of that nature, and these are all things that I do. When I'm in front of coaches, yeah, can I speak baseball like the back of my hand? Not to the letter, but I know enough to where I can definitely defend my son and be an authority figure in my son's life to make sure that he's being put in the best possible position when it comes to his desire to have a career in baseball. The same thing with my son in acting. The same thing when it comes to going into corporate America. I've worked in corporate America for 30 years. Why am I telling you this? When I talk about commit everything you do to the Lord, the works that you do, whatever position it is, I'm saying the reason that I'm able to do and be in this world the way I have for the years that I've done it is because I do it according to God's word and God's way. That's it. That's all. So you're always going to hear from me what God says, what I believe when it comes to the Bible and the word of God. I'm not going to say the creator unless I'm referring to him, right? I'm not going to say the universe because I'm speaking in my beliefs and, and what I believe in my faith about God, right? And so the reason I'm, I'm stressing this now is because in this new year, I said it before, and I'm going to continue to say it as long as I need to. Everything <laughs> in this year, this 2020, people talking about clear view and vision, right? Well, guess what? If you have a cloudy vision about anything, whether it be what direction you need to go in in that relationship, your career, um, how to rear your children, how to be in your marriage, whatever it is, it's going to be revealed this year. You're going to see it. Now, the question is, what do you do with it? Just because you see it doesn't mean you're going to write, make the right decisions and how to handle it. But this scripture is clearly telling you, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. So ask yourself as you go about your day, ask yourself as you go about your business, ask yourself as you're in those offices or whatever it is you do for a living, ask yourself in your relationships, am I doing something that will honor or disgrace God, my creator? If that's what you believe. If you don't believe that, then, hey, I can't speak to what I don't speak to. (laughs) But for me, that's what I do. Is this going to honor God or is this going to disgrace God? Is this going to uplift his name and show the light that he is in my life and the light he can be for others? Or is this going to create more darkness? Because if I commit everything I do to the Lord and I trust him, not my man, not my kids, not my father's children, not my mother, not my sister, not my boss, not my uh, partners in business, not any of that. If I trust him because that's what I'm doing, I'm committing myself to him and the causes that, that he's placed before me and what he's put in me to make those come to pass, then he will help me. He'll help me through that relationship. He'll help me on that job. He'll help me with that conversation I need to have. But if I'm not committing it to him and asking him how to walk it out, how do I truly walk it out successfully, right? And so David is dealing with all the things he did that was not involving God, where he did not consult God before he did it. He didn't consult God as he was doing it, and he didn't consult God when it was done as to what's next. And so now he's dealing with all of this, and it's stressful, but he's he's realizing in it That had I committed everything I did to God, I wouldn't be here and he would help me. He would have have helped me if I just trusted him and not myself. If I trusted him and not what I think and what I know. Because when we start saying I, 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 you have officially separated yourself from God and you've excluded him from the equation. 
which is not going to go well for you. I was listening to a sermon from Tony Evans, who is the pastor of a prominent church here in Dallas, Texas. Um, And his wife recently passed. And in his wife's passing, in my mind, they had been together for several decades. I'm going to say years, decades, okay? And to be together that long, you went through some stuff. I don't care who you are. I don't care how great the relationship may look to you. They went through some stuff to get that relationship to a level of greatness. Anyone who is great in an area who has gotten to a level of mastery in their life and their skill or whatever it is that they do, trust and believe there was a process and they went through some things. But you got to be willing to go through in order to get to the great. And so something he said in his sermon that really hit home with me and it's and it's taken me even now, and two different people who I hold dear in my heart sent me the very same message. So I knew God was like, listen to this, okay? And one of the things he said was, make a plan, but leave room for God. He said, make all your plans. Detail them out. But then lay them before God and say, God, what would you have me to do? What do you say? That's where Psalm 37 and 5 comes in. This is the New Living Translation that I'm giving you. Um, It's very simple to remember. I highly suggest you memorize it for this year. (laughs) Take it with you. But he said, make a plan, but leave room for God. He also said, have a vision, but leave room for divine intervention. Intervention, excuse me. When you have a grand vision for your life, my grand vision I have for my life will outlive me. That's what I see. It will go beyond my life and it will continue to transcend other lives. That's how I see that vision. It's not something that I get to fulfill and then it stops. But I'm also making sure that if God says, no, I need you to go this way, or yes, this is good, but you need to add this, I'm doing that as I'm living and allowed to do. And then ask yourself, is this goodwill or a good win? Because a good win is really operating off of the flesh, yourself, all you. A goodwill situation is beyond you. Doing something in goodwill is you going beyond uh, just how this makes me look and how this helps my cause. It has nothing to do with you. It's serving others. That's goodwill. Good win, somebody's got to lose. When you think about basketball, football, sports, anything, competitors, right? The thing that kills me today is that we lack confidence in what we've been called and created to do. It's because a lot of it has to do with how we have turned community into cliques. Community is not about serving people. It's about cliques now. This is my community. This is what we do. This is who we are. You ain't serving nothing. You're you're just creating a clique to be identified by. And you don't have the character to stand and say, no, this is what we serve. And this is why we serve these people. This is the community that we go out and make sure are okay, not to make us look good. This is why people lack that confidence. (laughs) So is it goodwill or is it a good win? Because if it's a good win, it's about you. If it's for goodwill, it's about others. It's a good way to check. Am I committing it to the Lord? Am I committing it to myself? Am I committing it to what it looks like for my image, for my character? Right. And then lastly, is it principle or profit? Are you doing this out of the principles of God's word? Because principles of God's word always goes back to serving others. (laughs) Goes back to serving others. If you're doing it for profit only, this is why many of you who start businesses or who get into relationships, they fail because it's all about how can I get what I need? How can I get to the next level? How can I get this car, this house, this level of money, this status? this position, this power, how can I, how can I profit off of this? This is why collaboration doesn't happen. 
because the person's looking at, well, how do, what, where do I benefit? How about where does what I am sent to serve and the cause that I'm meant to, to build up benefit? The profit will come. I promise you. Anyone who looks at business as servitude, they're serving, they're offering a service, and they look at how they best can serve that community that they're called to, that tribe, if you will, whatever word you like to use, they profit very well because they serve others and not self. So ask yourself, am I operating out of principle or profit? It matters. So I'm going to leave you with this. I went to my son's camp. I talked about that earlier. My son went to a camp for Major League Baseball uh, through the Major League Baseball Association, the Dream Series. And he spent uh, MLK weekend in Tempe, Arizona. I had the immense opportunity to go with him, caught some video and some great, great capture of pictures and all of that. But something that was said that hit home for me as a parent and something that uh, I don't know if his father listens to my podcast at all. I don't believe he does, but something that was said that really made me ask my son some questions that revealed some things that not only I wanted to make sure I checked about me, but that also I pray his father sees as well. His coach on a team that he's going to be playing with um, this coming summer had said he was there and he was watching TJ uh, do a lot of the practices and a lot of the uh, warm-ups and things of that nature. He said he's the most relaxed I've ever seen him since he started you know, practicing with us. And my first thought was, why is that? Because he's not, when he's practicing with this coach, this coach, yes, the team's sponsor is a big name and we're not going to get into all that, but Yes, there's that, right? You're in front of someone who's had some serious success in the athletic world. But they're not Major League Baseball players. They're not Major League Baseball scouts. They're not Major League Baseball coaches currently. And their connections, I'm sure, are, are different. These are people that are in current day of the profession that he desires to play in. He's more relaxed in front of them than he is when he's with this team here in Dallas. And so I asked myself, why is that? And then the aha, mo- aha moment came. Well, it's because his father sometimes speaks what he wants for him, not what is best for him. So it becomes vicariously living what I did not fulfill, but now I want to make sure he does. But is that what he wants? And a father-son relationship is a different dynamic um, than a mother and son dynamic, right? Oftentimes, sons that I've saw in their relationships with their fathers, they want to make their fathers proud. They want to see the dad puffed out chest just like, yeah, that's my boy, right? And I believe my son is looking to do that for his dad. He wants to go pro, not just because that is what he, he loves baseball. He does. And I know that. But I think a part of it is because, well, I don't want dad to be disappointed. So when the fact that dad didn't make this camp, and I did, and I sit back and allow my sons to just navigate and I have what I call guardrails if you will they're like invisible guardrails and when I see them getting a little too close outside the scope of what I know is good for them then I speak but then I like to see okay well how is he learning this or how what is he doing and and let me see how he navigates through this thing and I'm learning that dad may have to pull back the reins dad may have to let some things go and let his son really show him who he is, that he does have the skills that he maybe worked with him previously before he started playing with other teams, that he does have the wisdom inside of him that dad's poured into him previously, that he does get it. Now, let me show you. You don't have to have your hand here all the time. And I'm looking at my son and I'm thinking, 
How many times do we do things because we want this sort of level of success in life and we want to make sure that this is done the way we want it done in our relationships and everything, but we never consult God and say, God, what do you want? What do you say? Because you created me. What, what was the intent? What was your intention for me? I can honestly say I, I, I see clearly what God intends for my sons. I believe he's allowed me to see that. But I also understand it's their journey. It's their story. My job is just to guard and guide them through it. And so my point in telling you that story is that be sure that you commit everything you do to the Lord in a way where you can honestly say, I know I went about this in, a, in goodwill. I know the intention here was based on what God showed me and I felt that I was led by God. And even if you're wrong, you can have a good heart in the sense of you can feel good in your heart knowing my intention was based on God. My intention was not based on myself. Because then God, God will help you navigate through where maybe you misunderstood or you didn't hear him clearly. And in the case of my son, what I told him is that, son, if you ever feel like dad is putting more pressure on you in ways that it just is not helping you be better, you got to get to a place where you're comfortable talking to him in a respectable manner and say, hey, dad, this is what I this is what I'm feeling. This is what I need from you. And then dad has to be willing to listen. Right. And that's 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 a whole different topic for another day. But again, I think that it's so important in our relationships. Again, when I say trust no one, because we all are flawed. We, we all have areas of opportunities, areas where we need to grow, areas where we need to be better. And so sometimes the intention gets misconstrued. And even though I say be intentional, again, if I felt I heard God in a certain way and I responded a certain way and I was wrong, I'm willing to say, you know what? This is why I did it. Because I thought it was this. I recognized that I was wrong. Let's make the correction. Let's move forward. So again, family, when you go out here and go about your week and when you go out here into this world and start going for your purpose with all that you have and all that you are, first stop for a moment and ask, God, is this what you would have me to do today? Live in the moment because the moment is all you have. Today is all you have. Tomorrow, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Scripture says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own set of worries. So you need to stay in today. But always ask yourself, is what, is what I'm doing today going to help me down the journey of where I'm headed tomorrow and the next day and the next day? I promise you it'll help you. It'll keep you in line. It'll keep you on a straight path. So family, you know what to do. Anytime we have deep topics, anytime I drop anything on you, I want to hear from you. Follow at No Ordinary Church Girl, both on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to leave a review. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, wherever podcasts are found, please leave a review. It helps me to know how to better serve you. It helps us get this out to many more people nationwide. We want to take this thing global. And furthermore, it helps your girl know where she's going to come see you. You never know when I might pop up and just do a tour. You know, I'm just saying, these are things I'm throwing out in the atmosphere. Let's see what Jesus does with it. <laughs> in the meantime, family, I look forward to connecting and growing more this new year, new decade, new season, what have you, whatever way you're looking at it. Either way, I look forward to growing in God with you. So make this Monday far from ordinary. And as always, as I'm going to continue to say, may your week manifest into God's best. Love you. Talk to you soon.